0: I'm street bumper. You guys ready for some comedy? Yeah. That was almost there. It was kind of bullshit. I said, you ready for some comedy?" Yeah. There we go. Please welcome back to the stage, your host of the evening, Joey Shunderey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man, uh, today must be a yelling day. Because whenever Randall uses the word bullshit, you know we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I just went outside and was like, "Get a fuck." show get in here and everyone's like oh god okay stop yelling i will not Oh, is everyone feeling okay today sunday fun day i don't know i'm very excited that it's october one of my favorite times of year fall because it's where uh if you have a muffin top you get to shine it's your time to shine (laughs) you know right thank you just sweat, sweaters and sweatshirts all day. Recently, a very attractive male told me that I look really good in sweatshirts. <laughs> I don't know how to, I was like, are we fucking? What is it, I don't understand. <laughs> you wear sweatshirts really well, what? That's almost, in my mind, I was like, do you also think I wear a baby really well? Like, what are you <laughs> into? Most of the time it's the opposite, but, you know, I still made out with him in a car, whatever, who cares. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I do, I love fall time, I love Halloween, and this is the first Sunday of October. Welcome, we're doing it. Um, No, I don't want to tell that story, never mind. No, no. (laughs) No. Just, if you, okay. If you've been here before, you know that this is my diary unfolding on stage. And if you've never been here, buckle in. Here we are. Thank you so much for spending your free time with me. <laughs> this show's dope. But I did want to work on some crowd work, and I noticed there's nobody sitting in the front row, which never happens. But of course, I looked at Randall. I'm like, the one day that I wanted to talk to people in their faces, there's ghosts here. So, I'm going to have to look to the back, and I can't see you, so maybe that's better for everybody. <laughs> Does anyone have a really exciting Halloween costume that they had as a child? They want to share with the class? Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle, that's a good one. I can't crowd work off that one, that was just like a dumb <laughs> one. <laughs> awesome, you lived life right. <laughs> I know someone they're not happy that the, their mom like put them in or their parent put them in. Some anything, make it up. I don't give a fuck. Uh, my
2: brother was toxic waste.
1: Toxic waste? <laughs> just like a troll from a. That's fun. Toxic waste. I had to just. Was it? Ooh, was it in the '90s? You could just cover yourself with GAC. No, my, my mom did
2: two trash cans, and in between she did dry ice. <laughs>
1: <then so> it <laughs> Dry ice on a human body? <laughs> it probably wasn't the safest. <laughs> no! Does he have cancer now? Not yet. Not yet. I was, if you would have said yes, it would have felt so bad. <laughs> yes, he's dead. <laughs> a year today. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what it's for. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned uh, that your mom dressed for Halloween in garbage bags. My mom would dress my sister uh, in garbage bags for the fun of it. <laughs> Sorry, sister. I'm saying this song, I'm singing this song. What What is wrong with my brain today? I am telling the story on a recorded podcast. I hope you're listening. My mom had kids at a young age. And... Um, In her words, she was bored all the time. And um, (laughs) we lived on a secluded lake in a lake house, and there was never any other kids around. And then my older sister, the neighbors that moved in had grandkids. It was like the first time that she saw people her own age. She was scared as fuck. She's an introvert still to this day, (laughs) probably because of this story. And she comes in, she wanted to go play in the swing set, she comes back and she goes, huh, the kids won't let me play in the swing set, I don't know how to do this. My mom's like, oh my gosh, you just gotta get some confidence. You just have to get some confidence up. Don't worry. So my mom goes, we're gonna make you a superhero. Dressed her in three trash bags. <laughs> Like cut armholes and neck holes out, and then put duct tape to make her look like she had a figure, and then <laughs> put some starburst in her bag, sent her on out, and then, in her words, again, stood at the window with anticipation <laughs> and watched as uh, my sister got ridiculed and pushed in the mud and came back and was like, "I'm never talking to humans again, and that's what happened. so) But, like, why, I don't know. Is anyone scared of anything? Does this time make you freak out about, like, spooky shit? Demons? Ooh, yeah. Do you struggle with sleep paralysis? <laughs> is why is it funny? That's a real question. <laughs> Do you have demons that live inside you, and this time of year they pop out? Are you, like, always single? No,
3: it's in the summer, so I just made it
1: they're just leaving, oh, they're, oh, wait, what? (laughs) That's, I just got summertime demons, that sounds like rape, I don't know what, they head south for the winter, (laughs) that's funny, um, that, okay, here's, this is going so well, I'm so happy I decided to do this on top, um, I was recently on a friend of the show has a podcast called Bugaboo, and they talk about fears. And I was reminded I'm terrified of the dark. Like to this, I'm a 31 year old woman. I sleep with nightlights on. No joke. It's a lot. It hinders a lot of my relationships, to be honest. And um, I realized why. That same introvert sister that I just talked about, she such a cunt growing up. She had to learn how to do her personal and interpersonal skills on me, didn't work. Um, Love her to death, but we would share a bedroom, right? And bunk beds. And I was on the top, she was on the bottom. And I, for some reason, I don't know, no one asked for porcelain dolls growing up, but that was just what was given (laughs) to us. And uh, I remember my mom, just this huge room and just like a shelf that lined the entire thing with 45 porcelain dolls. Could you imagine? But I'm in the top bunk. So I'm fucking eye level with these pieces of shit. Surrounded by them. It was unnerving and no one would believe me when I said I didn't like it. I no joke saw one eye pop out one night. I was told it was because of heat. I don't think that's true. But, so I'm laying, as a kid for like three years, laying in this bed surrounded by porcelain dolls just staring at you in the middle of the night. Meanwhile, my piece of shit sister is laying underneath the bed and just putting her feet up in between the panels (laughs) of the bunk bed and making gremlin noises and just (laughs) growling like a beast while slightly moving the mattress. Do you know how fucking terrifying that is for a nine year old? I couldn't sleep ever. I was just wide awake and I'd be like, you know you're so scared you can't move and you can't even like get words out, much like right now? And I uh, was like, Carolyn, Carolyn, Car- Car- do you, do And she'd be like, what? Stop waking me up, what? I'm like, do you feel that? She's like, come back to bed, you're an idiot. <laughs> And it was her the entire time for hours. <laughs> and to so this day, she's like, "Yeah, I'm really sorry about that." I don't. That must have been awful.
3: <laughs> yeah, it
1: was. It still is weird. Um, this does Portland doesn't really. Do you guys? We don't really have a zombie pub crawl, do we?
3: No.
1: Great. Good. Con- good consensus. learned that? <laughs> I'm from Minneapolis and they have a zombie pub crawl there and it was my favorite thing to do constantly this time of year. You just get to dress up, just like, and it was really elaborate, not just like, no, I have white face paint on and dark my eye. Like people would get real, real into it, like crazy good makeup and, and costumes and stuff. You just march around town and all the bars would be taken over and it was just a huge shit show, drug fest, right? My friends and I went, at, we were at the very first one and then just kept that tradition going. We got more and more intricate every year. The last year we had it, um, my friend got meat, like raw pieces of steak, (laughs) and just had them in his pocket, and he'd just have them hanging out of his mouth, and just zombing around, which is like, that's genius, you know? And then this one time, has anyone ever urinated publicly on themselves? <laughs> so I can't go up. Perfect. <laughs> no shame club. Yeah, I've never like I love peeing outside. I'd rather pee outside than inside any day. Bathrooms are disgusting. They're they're literally the worst. Why do you think my sides th- are so great? I just hover. I don't ever touch anything, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> I was waiting in line to use the bathroom at this particular zombie pub crawl. I just got off stage singing Whitney Houston's karaoke, I want to dance with some zombie. Crushed it, right? <laughs> I feel like so great about myself. But all the adrenaline and booze, I was like, I'm going to be myself. So I'm waiting in line. The line is out the door. I can't hold it anymore. Can't hold it anymore, right? I just remember I'm kind of standing right by the kitchen, and I'm like, oh, this is, hey. Like I, you know when you have you see a toilet and it just like accentuates your urination process. Anyone? Great. So someone opened the door and I got to look at the toilet and just peed on myself, forgetting that I had a piece of the meat in my pocket. So I soiled the meat with my own urine and then forgot about it, because as soon as you pee, you're just like, that, yes, it's a whole new world. I I have zero cares anymore. This is amazing. And so I rejoined my friend group, and maybe like two hours later, you know, when you get high and you're hungry, one of my friends was hungry and asked if anyone had some meat, and I said, yeah, sure do. Gave him the meat, forgot to tell him I'd peed on it earlier. <laughs> Remembered it while he was chewing on it, didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, Oh, um, yep, that's the one. That is the one. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween confessions, um, I wasn't a shitty kid, but I was, uh, I don't know if you've ever, I'll put it this way, I don't know if you've ever heard the sweet, sweet sound of a raw egg being thrown at a random person's backside and hitting a tech fest and just sliding down. Anyone? That's a cool way to say, well, that's what I did. I would egg people on Halloween as a high schooler. No, I thought that was going to get a standing ovation. It did not. That was my other confession I felt guilty about. Does anyone have a Halloween confession? that I can riff off of and then we can continue with the show. I was a gynecologist. I'm trying to help you out
3: here.
1: No, I very much appreciate that. Um, (laughs) The question I posed was (laughs) does anyone have a Halloween confession about something bad that they did? And this gentleman just said I was a gynecologist. <laughs> for money or f- like like you tricked people in an office?
3: Nothing That's not a good confession, I'm sorry.
1: No, no apologies here. We're we're <laughs> one room, one love, you know? But this is so you're saying you dress up as one for Halloween and that was
4: Yeah, like a, And you're like you're trying to fuck. That's right. what you're saying. <laughs>
1: I, I appreciate I appreciate this guilt that is coming off of me right now and like, thank you, sure, yeah you can be as sorry as you want, I don't give a fuck with your Halloween costume is actually stupid Halloween costume, but it's fine I don't, the bloody condom doesn't make sense to me it didn't make sense in general, no no, you gotta, did you have a stethoscope, whatever it's called
3: is that <laughs>
1: You're right. You can't use a stethoscope on a gynecan vagina. It's not like a conch shell. I get it. I get it. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm checking your blood pressure inside of you. (laughs) I can hear your heartbeat. Uh, you can hear heartbeats and labias, I don't know if you knew that, anyways, um, <laughs> this is so much fun for me and it's going absolutely nowhere and I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> um, I do have one, I'll end on this real fun impression that I have because it's finally my chance. I'm going to do this impression every single show for the month of October, um, so buckle in. Uh, you guys know, here's my one and only impression. I'm going to say it again, this is my one and only impression. I'm going to do every single show for the month of October, so you guys get on the ground level. You know when you're getting dinner at Walgreens and you're moseying down and you pass the Halloween candy aisle? Turn your phone off, please. (laughs) you pass the halloween candy island you're just like whoa i don't give a fuck about bananas today i need snickers <laughs> and then you go over there and there's a big family pack of snickers but hanging over the pack of snickers is one of those motion sensor ghosts
3: <laughs>
1: close your eyes <laughs> And that was my recorded crowd work set! Thank you guys so much! You ready to continue with this amazing show we have scheduled for you all? Hell yeah! Uh, We're so happy that you guys are with us tonight. Thank you so fucking much from the bottom of all of our hearts. Uh, I'm so stoked to just watch this show with you. This next comic coming to the stage has been just a delight around town to see, and I uh, made a debut here, and was so excited to keep asking them back. She's so fucking funny. Give a round of applause for the very hilarious Karina Lucas!
5: Hello, everyone. It's good to be here. Sorry if I seem a little out of it. I got super drunk last night. I was playing this hot new drinking game called Mission Impossible. And what you do is you put on that movie Mission Impossible, and you drink whenever Tom Cruise is a closeted homosexual.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're
5: making a lot of of bad decisions lately. I did a lot of cocaine the other night, and I learned a hard lesson. You shouldn't do cocaine unless you have enough to last you for the rest of your life. Because (laughs) hard come down. Good to be here, though. I I like being in Portland. Portland's an interesting city because it's a city where being gay and being Christian have been reversed. Right? Like I had a friend tell me they were a Christian the other day, and my response was, Hey, whatever you do in your own time, that's... I to do, no judgments here. I had a bit of an oopsie moment the other day. I quit my job, and I started applying for new jobs, but everyone that I was applying wanted the cover letter. Because working for minimum wage isn't demeaning enough. They want you to beg for it. That's right. Don't make me write a one-page essay like I'm a fourth grader, okay? I. Dropped out of college because I can't handle the workload of a theater major, all right? I'm not going to jump through hoops to work at the Red Robin. It's not happening. Why do you want a cover letter anyway? Every cover letter says the exact same thing. I'm really passionate about customer service. No, you're not. No one's passionate about customer service. You know what we call people who are passionate about customer service? Annoying. That's right. You know who's passionate about customer service? Mr. Smithers from The Simpsons. That's who these people want. It's like a withered, obedient husk with... Two to three years, customer service experience. But they'll train the right candidate. You'll train the right candidate. I'm not applying to be a blacksmith. This is Jamba Juice, I got it. You put the fruit in a blender, you press a button and you hand a cup of fruit diarrhea to a guy named Tucker. I got it, all right? I'm a, I'm a trans woman. I started hormones about a year and a half ago and my boobs are natural. I grew them myself, which when I say that makes me sound like a farmer. It's, probably, um, it's a good yield though, you know what I mean? Uh, A lot of times cisgender girls with with, uh, smaller boobs than me, they'll say something like, Oh my god, I can't believe you have bigger boobs than me. That sucks. I'm like, yeah. Poor you. You really got the short end of the stick, didn't you? Say, how's that uterus treating you? (laughs) Fucking skank. Uh... I have a big dick, which is a bummer, it's a, it's, a real, it's a real bummer, cause like being a trans woman with a big dick, it's like being a vegetarian that's won free steaks for life, you know what I mean? Like, of course I'm gonna use it, but afterwards I'm sitting at the table going, that was delicious and I'm confused, I'm so confused. Uh, I, I think older trans women are really badass and I feel incompetent in their shadow because Older trans women, like they started the Stonewall Riots, the riot that started the LGBT movement. I haven't done anything like that. The most badass thing I've ever done is drawn a penis on my neighbor's Trump sign. That's the farthest <laughs> I've gotten. It's my peak.
3: So
5: the Stonewall Riots, they shut down all the gay bars in Greenwich Village. That means there had to be someone showing up to the bars expecting a party and being surprised by a riot, right? There had to be someone showing up to the bars being like, today was not the day to wear a butt plug. Woo! Not the right day. There had to be a bachelorette party standing outside a stone wall going, this is bullshit! Trying to get drunk! <laughs> I, uh, I got dumped recently. Uh, the guy, he sent me a text message. He's like, hey, let's go to a park and talk. And I was like, don't make me take a bus to get dumped, dude. Just
3: <laughs> text
5: me. He's like, all right. Uh, it's not you, it's me. Bullshit! What are the odds that it's you with your lovely dick and lovely personality? No! It's gotta be me with my constant need to be validated yet ignored, right? It's gotta be me with my protruding tailbone. Yeah, I have a tail. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's disgusting. It's like a wizard was turning a person into a dog and was like, ah, fuck it. That'll do. It. call it there. Someone applauded during my tail bit, and now... <laughs> Solidarity, sister (laughs) I hear that hot boys are douchebags I wouldn't know I'm not hot enough to get cheated on by a hot guy I'm just hot enough to have a stalker And have no one believe me about it
3: That's where I'm at Uh,
5: I figured out that That whether or not I can make it in a relationship with someone is determined by how involved in their life their parents are. Because let's just say, your parents are gonna be so disappointed in you if you bring me home. Oh my God, you may as well bring home a dog and a dress and be like, this is my girlfriend. Get the same exact reaction. You may as well come home with a swarm of bees and yell, we're getting married. You're gonna get the exact same reaction. Even the most progressive parent is gonna go, you really went balls deep on that ally thing, didn't you? Jesus Christ. Turns out my grandpa's racist. Yeah, I found that out when he was uh, dying. He was on hospice and all drugged up and loopy. He was really racist to the hospice nurse. And we were mortified. We're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't, I didn't know grandpa was terrible. And she's like, it's fine, it happens all the time. It happens all the time? Death brings the racist out of everyone, apparently. Who knew? And like, he's dying, what are we supposed to do? You know, sit him down, now grandpa. You're not supposed to say things like that. Oh, he's dead. Okay. (laughs) Bullet dodge. Let's go coffee shopping. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about, like, heaven and hell, and if if they exist, I want to go to hell. That's where the fun people are, you know? I don't want to go to heaven where I gotta hang out with my great aunt Mildred, who likes to kiss too much and wears the way too spread a lipstick. No. I want to go, yeah, you know her. I want to go to hell where I can have brunch with Hitler. Cause who doesn't love brunch, am I right? Come on, give it up for brunch everyone! Everyone, applause awesome for brunch and Hitler! Hitler, Hitler, <laughs> No one on that one, really? Okay, fine. Uh, I've been trying to date more, so I started a Tinder account. And why do boys post pictures of themselves with guns? I don't understand, like, what are we gonna do on our first date? Form a militia? Like what is that supposed to do for me? On the flip side though, I love boys who post pictures of themselves with fish. I think they are adorable. They are so cute, are you kidding me? Oh my, they have the biggest smiles on their faces. They're so proud of themselves. 20 years from now, their kids will look back at that photo and wonder, why didn't he look at me that way? I went to the moon, Papa! I, uh, I date a lot of straight boys, which is problematic because if you ever talked to a straight boy about anal, they are so uncomfortable, oh my god. A straight boy talking about anal is like a 12 year old talking about drinking, you know? Like he's scared and intimidated, but he wants to try it because he saw his dad doing it, you know, he wants to be a spoiler at least. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I never thought I had a type, but uh, I'm really—I have two. I'm really into manic pixie dream girls, and I'm really into sad boys. And uh, if you don't know what those terms mean, they mean that I hate myself because <laughs> I'm not the stable relationship types. I don't like uh, clingy people, though. I can't date anyone who's clingy because I'm the clingy one. Don't upstage me, all right? You Thank you. Are you going to tell me you love me on the first date? That's cute. I'll tell your mother I love her on the first date, all right? Because she's invited. Um, <laughs> Oh, you brought me flowers? I brought us matching tombstones. You're out of your league, kiddo! Back off! I don't like Caitlyn Jenner very much, but I have to be careful who I say that around. Because some people agree with me a little too enthusiastically, right? Like I was at a bar, and she was on the TV, and I was like, man, fuck Caitlyn Jenner. And the guy next to me was like, yeah, she's a cunt. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. I mean, She's not all bad. Any trans visibility is good, right? And he's like, no, no. First of all, she shits on poor trans women and trans women who don't want to medically transition, so yeah, she's a cunt. And second of all, you shouldn't assume my gender. Just because I have a beard doesn't make me any less of a woman. And I was like, shit? (laughs) I'm the cunt, apparently. (laughs) And then we walked hand-in-hand into the sunset. It was amazing. I'm a slob. My apartment is dark and grimy. It has the same aesthetic as the well that Buffalo Bill keeps his victims in. That's kind of what I'm going for, you know? Okay, so Buffalo Bill, while you're here, Hannibal Lecter says that Buffalo Bill thinks he's a transsexual, but isn't actually a transsexual. You know what? Fuck you, Hannibal Lecter! You don't get to tell that creepy little serial killer who she is. Yeah, that's right. I said she. I said she. You better believe it. If Buffalo says she's a woman, then she's a woman. And look, I'm not saying that I endorse skinning teenage girls to build a woman soon. But I get it, you know? Hey, have a great night, everyone!
1: You guys, this next comic coming to the stage, so excited they're here, um, is from the homeland and also was a finalist in the Portland's Funniest Person competition this past season. So goddamn hilarious, you're gonna love him just as much as everyone else does. Give a round of applause for Brian Bigsby!
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm winded. Uh, <laughs> There's two steps over there, and uh, my knees sound like Rice Krispies, so <laughs> that's where I'm at in life. I'm fat. I like being fat. Uh, probably the hardest part is like getting on a crowded bus, because it's so awkward when your hanging gut just like knocks a baby out of somebody's hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, doink, doink, and then... Well, it seems obesity is killing children. That's that's my point with that. I've always been fat. Since I was a child, I was fat. I remember the last time that I saw my great-grandmother alive. I was 10 years old, and she said to me, she said, Brian, you're getting too fat and then she died, right there, it was crazy. I was so fat, she had a heart attack, that's what happened. I have been trying to lose weight, Uh, I'm using good old self-discipline, that's what I'm doing. So every time I have a donut, I spank myself real good, Uh, and I'm kind of into it, I've gained 17 pounds, I can't get enough donuts, they amazing. I'm so unhealthy. At this point, I'm basically pissing butter. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing over here. And it smells like gorgonzola. That's, what, that's what's happening. Unhealthy, very. I like beer. I drink a lot of beer. Uh, I've heard that every can of beer contains approximately one pork chop in calories. But I've never eaten nine pork chops and felt like, now I can talk to women. Like, that doesn't happen, like, wanna sing karaoke? No, like, that's not how it works. I like drugs, too. I like, uh, I've done most drugs. I've done a lot of drugs. I tried heroin once. I did, I tried it once. And then I had to try it again, because I fell asleep the first time, you know what I'm saying? It's, It's hard. I also I also like vaginas. Vaginas are good, very good. Uh, I I I always have respect. Always take my shoes off before I enter. Very good, very nice. Some guys some guys want to like demand a hairless pussy. I don't get that. Says what do I care? I, I wouldn't stop eating a ham sandwich because I found a hair on it. Like why draw that line? I don't understand. Basically, every time I've seen a vagina, it's been fantastic, it's been amazing. Like, I don't care, I don't care if it's pointing a gun at me, whatever, like, I'm like, boy, what a grip, that's amazing, look at that, look at that aim, right there, right there, wow. And it looks like Clint Eastwood with a stubby cigar, just Here's something that uh, they don't never talk gets talked about about being fat. Is this? Uh, I have a fuckable belly button. I do. I really do. Like I know it. One time I lost a new ring in there, so I know it works, right? Like if I was ever in prison, I would totally offer it for cigarettes. That's what I would do. And I'd sell it too. I'd be like, look, assholes. Everybody's got them, okay? Everybody's got them. But if you ever had one of these? Daddy? And we don't even need lube. I'm already sweaty. It'll do, it'll do. I used to date this girl who was uh, was really into daddy-daughter role-playing, right? Which is, uh, you know, it's okay. It's a little weird, right? When I'm getting into bed, and she's like, oh, daddy, what are you doing in your daughter's bed? Uh, leaving, actually. I was just leaving, just gonna get out of here now. And then I fucked her mom, so roleplay play complete, Right? That's what I think, it's very good. I fucked a furry once. That happened. It was, uh. I'm not into furries. She was just a very convincing rabbit. That's what happened. I don't know. The next day I woke up with a woman. Like, what? Did I eat your ass before midnight and break the spell? What happened? I don't know. It's great. You can't fuck a rabbit. That's wrong. That's not good. Because they kick hard, right? Like, that's. <laughs> Never been. I've never been in an orgy. Never been in an orgy. Uh, but I did masturbate in a hostel once, so that's pretty close. I think. It's probably for the best I don't go, because I know what I am. I'm a pervert. I would be the first to come and the last to leave. That's what I would do. Get it, because I come real fast. And I stick around and observe. That's what, that's what I do. But I'm a bad fuck, I'll tell you. I will. I'll be honest. I hump like I'm moving a washing machine by myself. That's what I... <laughs> so I like cross across the floor. Does that feel good? No. Never. You gotta be careful where you learn your sex moves, I guess. Moving large appliances. Another good place. That's basically it. I just don't know a lot about sex. I haven't figured it all out yet. I still don't know if I should wear my glasses or not. Like, what do you do? What do you? Because if I leave them on, if I leave them on, then it's like, what are you reading? Like, what's happening and a time like this? What are you doing? But if I take them off, then she usually says something like, "eh." Put on your glasses. You're eating out the couch cushion. What are you doing? <laughs> it's, and I'm like, oh, I was wondering why I found 98 cents in your pussy. That was a real mystery.
3: <laughs> um,
0: three quarters, two dimes. <laughs> I'm good at it. I'm good, okay? This happened more than once. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, my penis. My penis is not very long, guys. It's not. But, but, it's not that big around either. So, (laughs) pretty even Stevens down there. Like, you know. This war girl said to me once, she said, uh, she said, she said to me, she's like, I want your cock. To which I said, Cock is kind of a strong word, don't you think? Like, it, just, it sounds big, I don't know. Like I prefer wee-wee, that's what I like to call it. Here's what I think, here's why I think it's small. I think it's small because I sleep on my stomach. That's what I think. Like I think it's supposed to grow at night, but I'm just smashing it down night after night. I wake up and it looks like grass where a car has been parked for a year. Just just mushed down. What happened here? But you should want to fuck me. (laughs) You should should really want to, uh, because I bring treats. I do. I bring treats. Like, I show up for sex like a Little League mom, right? Like, I got snacks. I've got Gatorades. And no matter what happens, we're all getting pizza, okay? I, I will deliver in the end, right? I will. Fuck, I should have been aborted. That's what, that's what I think, right? <laughs> I think, uh, you've heard of Dr assisted suicides, right? Yeah. I always wonder, has there ever been like a doctor recommended suicide? <laughs> like, not for any medical reasons. Like, medically, you're fine. Uh, you're just a buzzkill. That's all. Like, you're just bumming everybody out. Alright, thanks a lot. I'm Brian i Have a great
1: Meant Wisconsin. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick up on that? Also, for the podcast listeners, uh, Brian lifted up his shirt and fingered his belly button for a solid 35 <laughs> seconds. Guy, <laughs> do you have any weigh in on assisted suicides?
3: <laughs>
1: Your pussy's real nice. Let's keep you around. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, you guys, you, are you ready to continue with this show? Yeah! Hell yeah! We're having a good time. This next comic, coming to the stage, um, new to the scene, crushing it all around, so very funny, one of my dear friends, Um, you guys are gonna love him, because he's goddamn hilarious. Give a round of applause for the very funny Shane Brendan! Yeah! Uh, uh, keep it going
6: for Joe, show, everybody! <laughs> I used to be a punk ass bitch. Back in high school, I got picked on a lot because I was in all honors classes. I was the editor of my school newspaper and I was in a dope Dave Matthews cover band called Blackberry Jam. You guys laugh, but every time we played Crash, I got one over the jean hand job every time. Shout out to the
3: 1998.
6: <laughs> I'm a biracial angel.
3: <laughs> Thank you, guy know. <laughs>
6: Dad's black, mom is Asian, which is why I look like all the black eyed peas at one time.
3: <laughs>
6: it's either that or I look like every black dude you may have seen in the McDonald's commercial, you know? Just urban, yet non-threatening enough to help push the McRib every time they bring that shit back, you know? Anybody ever dip a chicken nugget in the sweet and sour sauce? Yeah. So did my dad, 34 years ago. <laughs> Look at me. Good back then, it's still good now, goddammit. Mm. <laughs> you guys, I have uh, I have sleep apnea. I have to wear a CPAP machine when I go to bed at night. You guys know what that is? Yep. Yeah. Do you guys know what sleep apnea is? It's that sleep disorder that uh, your subconscious uh, hates itself so much it waits for you to go to bed at night and tries to end that shit every night. You guys know what that that's like? Yeah, I know? did you know that part? <laughs> Was it just all pussy for you? Nothing, nothing from the waist up. Got a CPAP machine. The surprising thing is, you know, I got the whole setup. You know, this is magic box that keeps me alive, tubes and then a, a mask and all that. So you know, it's a little embarrassing uh, to have to put on. And the the dopest thing about this whole experience is my wife is strangely into the whole thing. We do this like weird. Like Batman Bane role play shit now. I get ready to come to bed. She's like, wait, 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 wait. Let's keep the lights on now, you know? It's just me with a mask and church socks. I'm just like, are you ready for this dick? <laughs> I wrote that joke just so I could do a weak ass Bane impersonation. (laughs) Come get some of this dick. It lives in the darkness. (laughs) I made a friend of Vagina. (laughs) Oh shit, that is stupid. That is stupid. I gave a homeless lady some change the other day. You know, I was walking down the street, she asked me for some change, so I gave her a dollar. And uh, she goes, thank you, you delicious frappuccino looking motherfucker, you. (laughs) And that shit made my day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, yeah, you have a good one. I started to walk away, she's like, wait a minute. You wanna see one of my titties? (laughs) No. this transaction is over. I gave you a dollar, I did not ask for change. You know? And then I go home and I tell my wife about what happened. She's like, wow, babe, that's crazy. I was like, you wanna know what the real crazy thing is? That's the best goddamn compliment I've gotten in a long time. Yeah, you tell me I'm handsome and whatnot, but am I pumpkin spice latte handsome? Be specific with the compliments, babe. There are literally dirty women out on these streets complimenting their titties off of me.
3: <laughs>
6: Coming for your spot. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is here um, in the crowd, strangely enough. Um, when you're married to a comedian, you don't give a fuck about how well the set goes that night. You know, you just, she, she knows I'm funny. She's like over that shit. So, you know what I mean? But she's here now. I'm surprised, I'm a lucky, I'm a lucky guy, I'm a very lucky guy. Uh, we've been together for a while. I'm surprised she said yes when I asked her to marry me because when we met, I was a young, broke, struggling comedian and, and, and a single father, you know? So I had some baggage with me, you know? It was a tough sell for me. I felt like a real estate agent trying to push a shitty foreclosed home on someone, you know? I'm like, look, I know this isn't what you were looking for. <laughs> but I'm going to get you a great deal on it. (laughs) All right, this property here was built in 83, only had one previous owner, she was a bitch. Um, (laughs) If you come this way, this is the kitchen area, oftentimes referred to as the heart of any real home. As you can see, it's been completely ripped out. (laughs) Just kind of left as is, more room for you to fuck around in, make it your own. That's nice. It's weird what happened here. See, the last owner moved in and went to town on trying to change everything, you know? Tried to turn the house into something that is not. And in the middle of the night, just up moved to a bigger house that understands her. <laughs> With more of a modern Puerto Rican kind of vibe to it. So. It's good, it's good. She left a few things behind, a couple of tables, a couple of chairs, there's a kid in the corner. But it's like they always say, guys, one woman's trash. It's your new family. That's right, yeah. The joke's about recycling,
3: Yeah.
6: I got a beautiful six-year-old daughter, Uh, very curious. She already hit me with the daddy, where do babies come from question, you know, and I panicked because I wasn't expecting this this early. And I was like, "Uh, sweetie, when mommies and daddies love each other, they call up the stork, right? And when they go to bed at night, that stork will fly to their house walk into their bedroom and poke holes in daddy's condoms. (laughs) I feel like I handled that well. You know know what I'm saying? It was a lot better than the conversation my father had with me when I was coming of age. He goes, son, any dumb boy could make a baby. But it takes a real man to pull out. Good luck, nigga. And just sent me me out in these streets, man. on these trees. I feel bad for my old man because he was, a, he was a very religious man. All he wanted for his two sons, me and my little brother was for us to grow up to be respectable, well-mannered Christian men. Instead, he ended up raising a comedian and a little gay dude, right? And the, the fucked up thing is we can't figure out which one of us he's more disappointed in. You know? It's only because he walks around saying wild shit to people about us. He's like, I don't know what the hell happened to my boys. Everything that comes out of the oldest one's mouth is a dick joke. Everything that goes into the, you know what? I am a Christian. I'm proud of my brother. He gets a lot of dick. That's something to be proud of,
3: man.
6: It It really is. Shout out to him. I'm getting old I'm trying to take better care of my body and I've been, uh, I've actually had my last cigarette uh, today and you know, after 15 years, I'm done, I'm done with the shit. I'm gonna start doing the patches and rocking the gum and all that other whack shit. But it's like, like I, I see a lot of those cigarette, anti-cigarette smoking commercials out there for the kids, right? And I get that, you want them to not pick up the habit, that's fine, but where are the commercials for guys in, that are my age that have given the fuck up? You know what I mean? Where's my saving grace? So I wanna write a cigarette smoking commercial, or anti smoke commercial, right? Where, where you show a guy you know, in his early 30s that can only make love to a woman for a couple minutes at a time because he doesn't have the lung capacity to please her long enough for her to climax, leaving her unsatisfied. And wanting more out of the relationship, but then she never says anything to you about it because you're just gonna get defensive like you always do, Shane. So instead, she ends up banging out some 20-year-old, non-smoking, part-time Uber driver with two big, healthy lungs to fuel what he calls his high-powered fuck machine while he out on a street straight-toed junk store, room full of strangers looking for the validation you never got from your father as a boy, leaving you unsatisfied. And wanting more out of your relationship, at that moment, you realize you become just like your father and that makes you sad, real sad. But not as sad as knowing that as soon as you finish your joke and step off this stage, you gotta deal with the reality that she ain't never coming back. You got no one else to blame but yourself and those goddamn cigarettes. That's not about me guys, I'm happy as fuck. Blood jobs for life. My name is Shane, you guys are good. Thank you very much.
1: jobs for life. Like, that's a good way to end any conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no matter who you're talking to, you're like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> when Shane was talking about uh, the parent talk about storks and shit, where do babies come from, the only talk I got from my mom was Well, make sure that you pee after sex because it flushes all the babies out. (laughs) Which is why I'm a proud believer in Planned Parenthood. (laughs) To this day, I give them all my money very regularly. (laughs) And not just on an online donation. It's a working relationship. They help me out and I help them, so it's perfect. Which is a great intro for this next comic coming
7: on stage. Hey, David, what are you afraid of? I think mostly the the hand of the Grim Reaper slowly approaching my body. Because it's all bony. Yeah, and you're afraid of tiny bones. I'm afraid of tiny bones. Do you think the Grim Reaper is full of tiny bones?
2: No, I think he's all big boned. <laughs> <laughs>
7: He's full of huge bones. Do you think the sickle is a bone? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real long, specific, Uh long, sharp bone. That's
2: how you have to drag people down to hell, right? Yeah,
7: exactly. Big bones. These are some very specific fears. (laughs) If we could talk about on these fears about anywhere, I would talk about it on our podcast called Bugaboo.
2: You can, we're part of the River City Podcast Federation. You can listen to us every first and third Wednesday of the month.
7: Yeah, and we're two Portland comedians. I'm David Muscoro.
2: I'm Kelly Richardson.
7: And we'd love for you to listen because every week we discuss fears and phobias with different people and we always say this. What, what are, are you afraid, afraid of?
0: So check us out. Control yourself. Hey everybody, podcast producer Randall Lawrence here to let you know that this episode, this particular control yourself episode is brought to you. By Lola. Now, why am I telling you about Lola? Well, because it's important for everybody to know. Lola provides a modern approach to feminine care. They give women peace of mind about what they're putting in their bodies. Their products are 100% hypoallergenic, cotton tampons, with no additives, no synthetics, no chemicals, no dyes. And guess what? For you listeners of Control Yourself, if you go to TryMyLola.com forward slash control, again, that's TryMyLola forward slash control, You're going to get your first two-box order for $9, regularly 18. That's right, 50% off. Trymyloa.com forward slash control. Back to the show.
1: This next comic uh, is one of my greatest friends, and is so very funny, and runs uh, shows all around town, including one called Revolution Comedy. Yeah. You need to check it out, yeah. It's every fourth Monday of the month it happens down at Curious Comedy Theater, and um, it, it's a rock block of comics, so funny people, and the proceeds go towards um, various nonprofit organizations um, around the country and world, international, right? Cool, dope, what a great intro I'm doing for this. So go check it out. Put your money where your mouth is. But they're here for you right now. So very funny. Give a round of applause for the hilarious Andy May. <laughs> oh,
2: You guys are great. I'm already, I'm already feeling like no matter what happens, it's going to be a great set because I like all of you instantly. That's the chemistry we have right now. Okay, guys. Uh, did anybody go to the slut walk a couple weeks ago? Any slut walkers? <laughs> Okay, y'all went to the Prude Parade. That's fine. Do you guys know what the Slut Walk is? Have you heard of it? All right, cool, smattering of sluts. That's fine, we can work with this. Uh, (laughs) For those who don't know what the Slut Walk is, it's a body positivity movement sex positivity movement, it's where people of all genders and sizes and shapes and colors just get together, have a very radical message in 2017, which is that sex is normal. Okay, Mike Pence! Like, (laughs) have you guys been calling your congressmen and senators and leaving them bizarre voicemails? I have. Uh, I've been calling Mike Pence, and at the beep, I'm like, sex is normal, Mike! IT'S NOT COOL TO CALL YOUR WIFE MOTHER! MIKE! Okay, Uh, that's a a diversion. Let me go back to the point of this story. I had a very weird conversation with my mom about the slut walk with my my 60-year-old Catholic Republican mom. And here's how the conversation went. Hey Andy, what are you doing this weekend? That's just mom trying to get to know her daughter better. Instead, what farted out of my anarchy mouth (laughs) was just, oh, hey, Maggie, I'm going to the slut walk. (laughs) Oh, And mom was all like, Andrea, don't you think it's embarrassing to be a slut on parade? And I was like, Maggie, don't you think it's embarrassing that your generation created a society so pray for you. (laughs) I was like, I hope it works this time! uh, (laughs) So far, it hasn't. That's so weird. Um, I saw one of the coolest things ever when I was driving the slut walk. I saw a mother-daughter team, and they were waiting for the bus to go to the slut walk, and I could tell, because this 15-year-old kid had a sign that said, my pussy, my choice and you could tell her mom helped her with the sign. (laughs) It was glittery, it was beautiful. I was so caught up in that moment, like just that, like a mom helping her daughter with her own sexuality, that is unheard of in my house, okay, that is crazy. I was so moved by it that like, when I drove by them, I couldn't help it. I rolled down the window, I beat my horn, I yelled out the window, fuck yeah, get it girl, yeah! And then I drove another block and I realized, oh shit, I just can't call the slut walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most ironic thing that's ever happened to me, guys. And I grew up in Portland that is saying something, like our gross domestic export is irony, you know? And like, <laughs> like what should I do in that situation? How do I make it right? Should I drive around the block and come back and be like, hey, Sorry, yeah, fuck yeah, get it, girl! At your 15th-year-old daughter! It was coming from a place to support Rosie the Rivener! Like <laughs> <laughs> you Guys, I didn't, okay? Like, I'm a Portlander at heart. What I did is the most passive-aggressive thing one can do, which is march next to them and never make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Uh, let's uh, let's keep going down the progressive train of thought here. Okay, uh, we've had uh, America. We've had a lot of conversation about racism recently, and that's very helpful. Because like, as a white Portlander, like I grew up on Hawthorne, and like I didn't know anything about football until last weekend, and I didn't know. And, and you know, honestly, like I'm I'm like, oh man, I gotta learn about football. That's fine. It's for the movement. It's okay.
1: <laughs> you
2: gotta learn what a quarterbacker does. Um, it's a quarterbacker, right? That's the right term? Okay, I'm nailing it. Uh, like, and, and I didn't know like that we had a problem nationally with racist statues. Now that I know about them, I sure hate them, but I didn't know that that was a thing. And like... The mess we're in, um, fellow Democrats. If you voted for Trump, get the fuck out, I'm not talking to you. But um, I feel confident this is a blue room. It's good. Okay, so like, like, we did, like, I get so depressed. I wake up every day, I read the news, I get so sad, and then I forget that, oh yeah, we won the popular vote. There are more of us than them. And we need to start acting like it. We need to start taking advantage of the numbers and like, take advantage of the messaging, okay? Cause like, we've already invaded football, that's great. Uh, Trumpers are boycotting football, which is one of the things they love the most, and I'm happy to take that away from them. Um, But like, with the statue thing, let's get in there, let's control the messaging, okay? Like, if we're gonna have a fucking statue of Robert E. Lee, let's just put a cooler statue next to it, okay? Like, any American out there, instantly better American than Robert E. Lee. We could, We don't even have to put like like Obama next to Robert E. Lee. We could just put a picture of like, like a statue of a single mom <laughs> and she could just like have her hands on her hips and be like... <laughs> you racist piece of shit Robert Ely. <laughs> I put three kids through college on minimum wage by myself like that should just be a statue next to it we could just put cooler statues next to it and like I don't know if you guys have noticed before but Portland does have an anti-abortion billboard problem and I know how to fix it guys like okay there's one that I see on the bus every day to work and uh, it's a picture it's, it's a picture of a fetus and then it's says abortion stops a beating heart and when I see it I'm like well isn't that the point (laughs) that means it's doing its job (laughs) like uh, we could put up a better billboard next behind that one it could just be like a picture of me doing stand-up comedy at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night (laughs) and it could be like that, that, that broad shouldn't have kids.
3: <laughs>
2: and if that's not obvious enough, like if Republicans don't really put the dots together, because I know that's just clever, more clever than it is like a message, we could just put like a word bubble coming out of my mouth that says like, golly, I don't want to have a baby, but if I did get pregnant, I would name my fetus Mike Pence <laughs> <laughs> and abort the fuck out of it. <laughs> That'd be a great billboard. Let's crowdfund that, you guys. Uh, there's a really fucked up billboard on I-5 in Chehalis, Washington. Um, it's uh, it's It's been there since I was a kid. It's like Uncle Sam, a crudely drawn Uncle Sam. This guy has no graphic design skills because he's too busy being a libertarian or whatever. And uh, <laughs> And, like, it always says fucked up shit. Like, when I was driving up there, uh, throughout my life, like, it said things like, Oh, Obama's gonna tax your guns! Or, like, Oh, Hillary Clinton's a woman! And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, this is dark, but stay with me. Recently, I think this guy has gotten a little tired of winning, okay? Because, like, now the billboard says, Freedom is dangerous. Slavery is safety. Yeah, that's some 1984 shit with this terrible Uncle Sam picture. And, like, the weirdest thing is that that's a Thomas Jefferson quote. Because someone got a little... Like, like I guess I guess I wasn't good enough to put in Hamilton or something, you know? Uh, just, not, not, just not jazzy enough. Not a jazzy <laughs> enough quote. So we could all crowdfund a better billboard to put behind that one, like, maybe five miles the north and just have it like we don't ever need to change it it could just always say in black and white letters like man wasn't that some bullshit <laughs> <laughs> let's work on this guys let's organize okay you guys have been amazing uh i want to leave you with my favorite joke and here's the reason why is because uh joanne and i Recently, got our periods at the same time. Okay, we're cycling together. We are sisters on a very deep level. Okay, okay. so um, I want to prepare this joke for you guys, and it's very dear and close to my heart because I love Joanne so much. Okay, um, I fucking forget how the joke starts now, <laughs> but it's Finish,
1: about her.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just to follow Joanne said, I am totally forgetting how my joke starts. Okay, guys. Oh my god. This never happens, Joanne. (laughs) Fuck it. You guys have been a great crowd. (laughs) Have a (laughs) good night. Have a good night.
1: for you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking giggling right now, guys! Thank
1: Something like that, and then I come up, and I'm like, yeah! And then I'm free-bleeding everywhere. It's like a duo <laughs> thing that we have going on. And, you know, just to get husbands. <laughs> it's really interesting. She one. has one, whatever. You're, I get it, you're better than me! I got it! <laughs> around yelling all the time. Does that is that make sense? Yeah. Okay, great. We're, the babe, we're not even listening to each other. We're just windows down.
3: <laughs>
1: outwardly yelling, and, and then drinking while driving It's fine. No, we're not. We don't do that. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. I don't know why it's not true at all. Now you're questioning if I'm being honest with you, and <laughs> I am. It's not true. <laughs> I just want to look cool for you. Okay, I'm stalling. We have two more comics left in this bill. Are you guys in this to win this? Yeah! And yeah, yeah. It's an amazing show! So excited! Uh, this next comic coming into town. Coming to town. Coming to town for you, uh, specifically uh, from the back of the town room and then up to the front of the town for you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, one of my greatest friends, and so very funny, um, is also has a, two plugs for this gentleman, has a podcast on the River City Podcast Federation where you can find Control Yourself and you can hear your own laugh tracks. <laughs> cool. And uh, it is called Reading the Bible with Dan. So very funny. Um, you'll understand why in a moment. And um, also this Wednesday, go hit up, go hit up the downtown. Um, you know the town, the downtown, the one <laughs> he's here for you from town. And if you go to the town, this down on Wednesday. Uh, there's a place called the Little Church or something, and it's at eight. And you should do that. <laughs> But he's here for you right now. Give a warm welcome for the very, very hilarious Dan Weber.
3: Yeah!
4: <laughs> I look like freeform jazz. most people don't like it (laughs) But a small percentage of people surprisingly into it, right? And I've never stood it either way, you know, like it's all about the parts of my face. You don't see that's what does it That was for the music nerds in the crowd (laughs) I also look like I believe in all of the conspiracy theories. I kinda do. Cause the two that were big when I were a kid, were they're listening to your phone calls and they're reading your mail, right? And about ten years ago, the American government came out and said, Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing that for quite some time. And we all got together and did what, everybody? Nothing, that's right, absolutely fucking nothing. Dancing with the Stars is on, I could not care less, you know? That's why I really want the NSA to come out, just look directly into the camera on network television, and go, yeah, we did 9-11, what are you gonna do about it? And then flex at the camera. (laughs) i will be like, nothing. Super Bowl's on, I don't care. I do love conspiracy theories though, my, my, some of my favorite shit, my favorite one, by far, is the fake moon landing. Because either way, that's a magnificent human achievement, guys. Either we put three men in a tin can shot it into space around the rock that orbits the earth, or we took a hundred people and had them invent special effects that up until that point had never existed. I three people at a fake walk in low gravity having no fucking idea how that works. And then had everybody shut the fuck up about it for the last 48 years. That's amazing. If you tell more than three people a secret, it gets out before you get home. Right? A people said nothing. As far as I'm concerned, that's more impressive. Right? But because basically every conspiracy theory now is true, the people who make money off of that shit have to go way out in left field to make their listenership care. On a show called InfoWars, so named because they're at war with facts, (laughs) human meat troll Alex Jones recently said that Michelle Obama had had famous comedian Joan Rivers assassinated. Because Joan Rivers had made a joke claiming that Michelle Obama was a trans lady, and that's insane. You can't assassinate a comedian. You can only grant their fondest wish. I don't know if you know this or not, but if more than three comedians get in a group, it's called a suicide. Did you know that? I, myself, am not immune to that kind of thing, you know? I've thought about killing myself every single day since I was five years old. Which means I've had some adorable suicide ideas, guys. Holy shit. What is cuter than a five-year-old swinging from a banister by a sock monkey, huh? drown myself in a bowl full of life cereal? Yeah. irony is a thing. Kind of a nerd in case you don't have eyes and can't see. Or for the podcast listeners. Kind of a nerdy guy. I'm a nerdy enough guy that I have my favorite rocket ship. It's the Space Shuttle Challenger. Does anybody remember what happened to the Space Shuttle Challenger? If you don't remember, here's how it went Launch, cool, cool, fucking amazing. It was awesome. That's why we like rockets when they go up in there and blow up. It's called fireworks. We love that shit. And when I was 15 years old, I got to watch a $5 billion bottle rocket blow up at 10,000 feet. And when that happened, I laughed as hard as I've ever laughed in my entire life. I laughed so hard I got detention. That's how hard I laughed. Because I watched that teacher get on that space shuttle and I say give a close-up of her face and I saw on her face the look that said this is going to be the greatest moment of the rest of my life and she was 100% correct (laughs) how'd you guess it Nostradamus? how'd that do it? and yeah, yeah she died but we're all gonna die guys and she got to die on a fucking rocket ship. And that's incredible. If you ask me how I wanted to die, 100 out of 100 times, fucking rocket ship. I absolutely want to blow the fuck up in that fucking stat- stratosphere, scatter my ashes all the way across the East Coast. Sounds
3: dope.
4: I feel some of you are not on board for this. You're the one who are wrong. In 2018, SpaceX is gonna take a rocket and shoot two tourists around the moon and back. And there is no way I'm missing the launch of that rocket. (laughs) That is gonna be awesome. Cause I wanna see those two very, very wealthy, obviously white people get on that rocket. And I want them to have a close up of their stupid rich faces. And I wanna see on their dumb, shitty, bourgeois rich faces, The look that says, this is gonna be the greatest moment of the rest of my life. And then, I want that janky-ass rocket to blow up on the launch pad. Because you don't deserve joy. (laughs) I was recently walking down what I thought was a long dark hallway. This guy comes walking towards me and he's staring me right in the eyes, mean mugging me and I fucking get kind of nervous and scared. I break eye contact. I look up. He's still staring me right in the eyes. I'm like, I don't want to fight this guy. This isn't how I'm on a day to end. And then I realized it wasn't a long dark hallway at all. It was a short dark hallway that ended in a full length mirror. (laughs) Yeah. That means I scared myself with my own fucking face. Do you understand (laughs) how shitty that is? That means I can never be on Tinder, guys. No one is gonna look at this face and then swipe right unless they're suicidal. Like, that's not a thing. And it's a slice right at best, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't get on those websites anyway, they don't work. We all know they don't work. It's fucking Tinder, OkCupid, Bumble, none of that shit works. It's because they don't let you select people the way you do in real life. People always just list the shit on there like, my interests and here are my good traits and you need to know your shitty traits too. That's just a fact. That's how we all give you. That's how we all pick people. If I wanted to find my perfect profile, it would be, hey man, really into metal, science fiction, I'm five foot two, uh, I'm smart, I'm funny, I won't text you back every three times and have a crippling drinking problem because that is who I've always dated. <laughs> and I would love it if that was on a profile too because it's really awkward to walk up to somebody who's drinking a beer at a bar and go, hey, do your friends think you do way too much of that because if so you're my gal like that's a weird conversation to have right because caramel is delicious but caramel with sea salt is fucking amazing that's a good thing here's the thing they always also say hey man no drama I hate drama fuck you no you don't you love drama Everybody loves drama. That's why the Academy of Words exists. Like if everybody wants every movie genre in every relationship they have. You want drama. You want a romantic comedy. You want action adventure. Hell, you want a little horror. You definitely want porn. You want it all, guys. I feel like you're pulling away from me right now. And I think it's because there's a lot of couples in the audience and they are trying not to look at one another like, what bad trait about you do I like so much? I get it. This I mean, this joke might just be too real for everybody. I understand. Because here's the thing: all we really are, friends, we're all broken. We're all just chunks of broken plate, trying to find another chunk of broken plate whose edges matches up with ours just enough to keep the spaghetti sauce of love up the white pants of life. It was worth
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Where weirdo! Dan's right. Online dating does not work. I got kicked off of Tinder two years ago. They won't let me back on. In my mind, I envisioned people just like bum rushing the stage and like and giving me their numbers or something. That didn't happen. That's fine. <laughs> Awkward, so good at intros. You guys, are you ready for your final comic on this rock block bill that we've had thus far? Yeah! Yeah! Next comic, coming to the stage. So excited that they're here. You know them, you love them. Portland's funniest person, give a whoa. Also, and besides here, check them out! <laughs> On Wednesday! At Helium Comedy Club, one of the founders of the collective called Les Stand Up, but here for you right now, give a warm fucking welcome for the very hilarious Caitlin Warehouser!
7: Oh my god! Who's excited about fall? out here celebrating autumn. There's an N on the end. You pronounce it, I'm pretty sure. Mm, autumn. I am suspicious of your enthusiasm! What a weird fucking season to get soaked about. Just woo, death is all around us. And the leaves change colors. What is your life like, Sharon?
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, on Tuesdays, we wash the socks. <laughs> and the leaves change colors when they fall out of the trees. But so do fucking squirrels and nobody's excited about that, huh?
3: Huh? <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, squirrel, mm, it changes colors too. Everything does when it dies. I don't like this season. <laughs> yeah, I have seasonal depression. But more importantly, a real bad attitude. And I think the last one trumps the first one. <laughs> taking a lot of supplements. Anyone else have witches for friends? They are. Full up your pressure. <laughs> they will bully you into taking some dumb fucking pills. I take vitamin D every single day, as I do. I take it, and I know in my heart that it's a fucking lie. It's a goddamn lie. <laughs> It's a greasy, greasy fucking lie pill. It's a lie. You can't put sunshine in a pill. I don't care who. Every month I'm like, $18. Thank you. Yes, please. No, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I have a sun lamp. That is true. I can not hear you asking. Portland. I do have a sun lamp. A good one, too. Turns out they're far less effective if you're too sad to turn them on. <laughs> iron every day I don't have the thing that makes you need to take iron I just think it's fucking badass (laughs) are you kidding there's a heavy metal that you can ingest on a daily basis (laughs) that's metal as fuck that's so badass are you kidding I take so much (laughs) also I wrote maiden underneath iron on my fucking pill bottle (laughs) Number of the beast. <laughs> yeah, that's how many milligrams I take every day.
3: 66. Six, six. It is
7: bad for you. Don't do that. Heads up.
3: <laughs> <I> feel awesome.
7: <laughs> I don't like this fucking season. At all. I don't like it. Is this just a stupid thing to celebrate pumpkins? Fuck a pumpkin. There I said it. I okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a pumpkin, they're gross, quit eating those. Quit putting them in pot, fuck you. We grow them for decoration. What other Halloween decorations are you nibbling on, you weirdos? We carve them, we throw them outside. I will kick it if I see it. I fucking hate your goddamn pumpkin. Who was the hero that cracked one of those open for the first time and was like, oh, that, oh, that looks good. Yeah, that's probably edible. Oh, that's probably edible. Yeah, Is, did someone puke in this already? Oh yeah. Should we boil it? Let's boil it. Let's. Oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) Also, you're doing too much Portland, and you're carving them way too fucking early, and I'm sick of your shit. (laughs) Because I can't deal with the horror that is melting pumpkin faces (laughs) on the 3rd of October. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) carving them some September... I'm sick of your shit. (laughs) I can't walk home that way anymore. Do you understand? Because I see the scary, scary pumpkin faces just... Melting, dissolving before my eyes. I smoke way too much weed for that to be okay. I can't go home that way anymore. Just fuzzy mold out the side of the head. I don't like it. Oh, I don't like it. I'm scared. I don't like it. I'm sick of all this shit. It's such a weird fucking time. I just I keep thinking about solutions to problems that no one asked me to. Y'all smoke weed too? <laughs> I have a couple. <laughs> Like, the river? we were dealing with the pollution in the river? I say, fuck it. Let's give up. Cut our losses. Let's fucking pave it. Let's pave it. Fuck it. Pave it! Pave the river. Pave it. If y'all cared so goddamn much, you would've fucking fixed it before now. Is anyone enjoying the river? (laughs) Well, I lie about canoeing, so... (laughs) Yeah, no. Are you putting your body in there? Are you dipping in? No, you're fucking not. Yeah, because it's full of poison and toxins. And garbage fish. I don't know what the fuck we got in there. I said, pave it. Fuck it. We'll get to work so fast. <laughs> just take the half pipe the <laughs> whole way. Listen, I'm pretty sure I can pull it off overnight. Because there's two ingredients for cement. You know that, right? And one of them's already fucking in there. <laughs> Y'all are going to wake up one mo- morning and just be like, oh, shit escape to work. <laughs> You'll thank me. You'll thank me. I'm not a happy person. Uh, I'm truly never more joyous than when I'm pissed off. Anyone else? Just on a hair trigger all the goddamn time? Oh, it doesn't take much. Just name a thing. I hate it. I'll come up with a reason in a second. Just give me a <laughs> But if you remind me that like cookies exist, oh I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Just not a lot either way. I'm mad all the goddamn time. I have always been like this. I can't help it. I'm pissed all the time, trying to uproot shit, starting coos since I was five. Here's why. Uh, <laughs> I learned to read real early. I had a dope ass grandpa. At three years old, he taught me how to read, and at four he taught me how to count cards. Long story, I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> I lived in Vegas for seven years. Anyways, uh, but at five years old, I stumbled across my favorite book uh, when I was a kid, and it was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. You remember that? God, it was a fucking good book. It was a trick and a trap, turns out. Didn't know. It's the only book that'll fool you into reading about Jesus when you weren't in fucking church. (laughs) I'm bad at patterns. Should've seen that coming. Like, I thought it was about a lion. Really? It's a savior for people? and dies and get resurrected, yep, I'm bad at patterns, okay. (laughs) it's
3: about
7: Jesus? I love that book, though. I was fascinated on one aspect of that book, and it was the fact that Edmund, do you remember Edmund, the little shit fuck kid that betrayed (laughs) his whole goddamn family, remember Edmund? Here's what I was fixated on. The fact that he betrayed his whole group over some candy. And I wasn't against the betrayal. I just became obsessed with finding out what the fuck that candy was. What is so good that you're like, fuck you, Ken, I'm out. And as a kid, I didn't know what Turkish delights were. You understand? As a kid, I was like, this gotta be some chocolate I don't even know about. I'm ready, body willing, able. I will betray everyone I know. How good is that candy? So i set out on a quest to find that goddamn candy and what we didn't have in our house was a bureau full of fur coats you know what i mean a passage to nardia but what we did have was a built-in lazy susan don't know what that is? It's not like a drunk aunt. A lazy Susan. <laughs> it's like a cupboard that spins. You put your groceries on it all carefully, you shut the cupboard, and one of your shithead asshole kids comes up and spins it just as fast and as hard as they can, because they think it's hilarious to ricochet the good groceries back into the back of the goddamn cupboard. And at five years old, I found out that I could fit in it. And I would write it to the back of the fucking cupboard, and that was my Narnia. <laughs> Just back there eating handfuls of brown sugar. (laughs) This is my fort. (laughs) That was my Narnia. And back there, that's what I thought that I found finally, the recipe for Turkish Delights. Cause I didn't know that Turkey was a place and didn't any frame of reference, you understand? All I saw and heard was Turkey. And I was like, okay. Similarly, I have found a poultry flavored treat. I'm a huge (laughs) fan of, (laughs) not a sweet candy. No, but a savory one, yeah. And it came in perfect little cubes. Wrapped in dainty foil, gold, paper. Yeah, and I ate one of those every goddamn day. You can call them bouillon cubes all you want, I don't give a shit. I found chicken candy. Chicken candy, I found chicken candy. Yeah. I ate a fucking chicken candy every day, just hoping it would get me to Narnia i i will betray all you fools for this it's not even that good i just don't like you heads up if you're wanting to taste the rainbow it's only yellow uh green specs no uh it is potent it is a strong candy more of a jawbreaker you understand than like a jolly rancher you're gonna want to save that it'll last you the whole day my siblings caught on immediately and i don't know if you grew up with a bunch of siblings but one rule that is universal is that you can't hide shit especially candy from a goddamn mess of kids so they caught on immediately and i'd crawl out of my fucking kitchen fort (laughs) just snacking on a fucking candy like what are you eating i'm like i'm my my business is what i'm Eating? Do you have water, though? <laughs> I am parched. It's <laughs> salty. I don't know why. It's good. Every once in a while, I'll get a little homesick and rip open a ramen packet flavor envelope. It's make a fun dip out of that shit. Mmm, <laughs> it's home. <laughs> we did grow up. We, I grew up in the church. We grew up Fundamental Baptist. Which, as a kid, was fun. I mean, I found some problems along the way. (laughs) But as a child, being raised Baptist, is a lot like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like summer camp, because we had tent retreat. Do you know what that is? Like, it's a Neil Diamond song, heads up. Uh, (laughs) But we go down to the river and baptize some fools. So my understanding of church as a small child was mostly like singing enthusiastically, (laughs) off-key, about Jesus. Who seemed dope as hell? (laughs) And then go and swim it in the river. I didn't give a shit. I loved being Baptist as a kid. So we read the Bible all the goddamn time, and a couple times this came up to bite me in the ass. First, when I was eight years old, I had a best friend, and I loved her with my whole body. And I told her, hey, let's smooch. I don't know if I said smooch. I like to think that I did, though. Because to me, at eight, it's funny for a tiny little queer kid to have a swagger. <laughs> and maybe let's smooch. And she said, no! And I said, why? Because at eight, you don't have boundaries. You get it. <laughs> and she said, because the Bible. And I said, what part did you dwell on? Because <laughs> we've gone to Sunday school every single day together of our entire lives. What part did you, huh? And she quoted Leviticus in my precious, perfect little face. <laughs> Sing along, if you know the words. She said, man cannot lie with other man. And I said, oh, I don't see how that applies at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: I think what we have on our hands here is a loophole. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> up. She said, I'm telling. I was like, I'm out of here. OK. You're right. There go tried to use the bible because i saw it work in an argument so it was like fuck that i'm gonna turn that around i'm gonna use this bible to win a goddamn argument all right watch me go i stumbled across a bible verse that i thought it would have changed my goddamn life i grew up in a house that spanked don't make noise for that it's not a perpetuation it was violence and i wish to continue <laughs> in any kind of way however if you know that you got spanked the Bible is a huge fan. <laughs> it really likes beating up kids. And I thought that I had solved it because I stumbled across a Bible passage that read this. Spare the rod. Spoil the child. And I was like,
2: I got a golden ticket.
7: <laughs> I never get spanked spanking ever. I went into my next spanking with the confidence of a tiny Southern lawyer (laughs) just presenting evidence to a jury that was just my dad (laughs) who had historically, to be fair, never seen evidence before arguing a case to not get struck, you understand? It's not a democracy, SVU, law and order shit that happens when you're in a spanking home. It's just judge, jury, discipline, all the same dude, and he hates when you talk now. But I came into that spanking with just like, I would like to present to the court today reference from the holy book that we worship. Which shall henceforth be known as Exhibit A. The verse and I read as follows. Spare the Rod. Spoil thee, child. I wrath my case. <laughs> and my dad <laughs> looked at my stupid little face and just goes, aw. Oh, what do you think that means? <laughs> uh, I think it's instructions. Uh, You should uh, swear the (laughs) run. Get to spoiling. Uh, He disagreed. (laughs) That was the last time I tried to use a Bible to win a goddamn argument. I became an atheist that day. It's like fuck this book. It hates kids. I'm out. I will say this, though. I've been thinking about spankings a lot recently because the argument keeps popping up about whether or not or what the merits are of punching Nazis and not punching Nazis. You know, this classic case. Punching Nazis V. <laughs> Hufflepuffing the fuck out. <laughs> I'm on the case of punching. I'm on the side of fucking knock. I will punch. I have taken my number. I am first in line. I am queued up. I am number one to punch a fucking Nazi. I'm for it. There's a couple arguments against it. Most of them are baseless and idiotic, but one that keeps coming up is this. It's not gonna solve anything. And I posit this, I don't give a shit. (laughs) It feels amazing! I'm fully aware that we're not gonna oust Trump from office or solve white supremacy and systematic racism in our country by punching fucking cosplayers dressing up like 40s fucking foot soldiers. I don't give a shit. It's going to feel great when you fucking do it. However, this is Portland, and we are nothing if not progressive. So I will offer what my solution is. If you're not into punching Nazis, fine. You fucking weak-ass, skittish-ass words. <laughs> fine. I'm suggesting that we start spanking. Yeah, spankings for Nazis. Spankings for Nazis! Spankings for Nazis! Are you kidding me? Is there anything more humiliating that you can do to a grown-ass fucking idiot adult? I don't think so. And here's the plus side for spankings. The problems with punching, I will give you this, is that every time we keep clocking them on the button, they keep passing the fuck out, which I find to be rude. <laughs> Because they keep tuning out halfway through our message of love and acceptance and tolerance. (laughs) And that's rude as hell. So if we spank them, they can stay tuned in, you understand, for the entire goddamn message. And from personal experience, what I can attest to is that there is no message better received than when it's punctuated. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Also, you can punch them at the end. Thanks, gotta go. Bye.
3: Have to do these folks Control yourself You can't complain and ramble about your day Control yourself But remember no matter what you say